Hi guys, how's it going? This is Justin Earhart. I'm here with Angela Bradford. And let me tell you, I'm super stoked. I've actually been waiting a couple of weeks, I think now from when you set the appointment with, you know, how busy you are and um, how long it was going to take for you to be able to get on. But thank you so much, Angela, for um, jumping on. But um, I know your time is precious. You got more appointments lined up tonight. Uh, why don't you give us a little bit of a background about your origin stories about, you know, um, where you're from originally, where you're at, um, how you got started within WFG and the, and the business and that. I'd love to hear that a little bit. Sure, I'd love to tell that. Once again, thanks for having me on. I've been excited for this too, Justin. So um, I got started with our company back in 2015. So at the time I was actually a long haul trucker. So I was running California and back. So really nothing to do with money and finance. Wow. And uh, things got slow and I started looking for something different to do just to, I don't know, fill some time. And I uh, got introduced to WFG and I thought, well, uh, I could start part time and learn about money and finance for myself. And I thought, well, first of all, I'm homeschooled, I'm dyslexic, and I've always wanted to go back to school. And so I saw that the education for the life license, I'm like, well, it's super cheap. I can do that. And let's prove that I'm smart and can actually crush this little exam. Um, that's really why I got started in 2015. And then, of course, things had changed. But that was that was where it all began. So. Wow. So you're a truck driver. Now you're a multiple six-figure earner within WFG. Isn't that just an amazing how <laughs> that happens? It's crazy how this business can completely change your life. Now, how That's... so you were introduced to, uh, how were you introduced? Was it someone you knew? Was it a cold call or how was that? Yeah, for sure. So it was through social media, um, through a guy named Adam Daw, which a lot of you guys probably have heard of. He's a CEO and a half a million dollar earner. And they just hit that with our company. Um, and he introduced me and I'll be honest, when I first met him, uh, I was super skeptical. So I was one of those and uh, super skeptical. It took him four meetings to recruit me and he's a recruiter and uh, it took him four meetings to recruit me. And I thought, well, scam or not, let's start this thing because the license is real and I'll just prove that I can do the license. And if the thing's a scam, I just won't make any money and that's okay. Um, and I still got started. So it just makes wow. me laugh whenever people question this business because even though I thought it might be a scam, I still got started. Maybe yeah. that tells you a bit about me. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Uh, when you first started, you know, it sounds like you just had something to prove with the licensing and showing that you can do it and you're smart enough. But like, what was the real reason why that you, you know, after you found that subsurface, why, like what kept you pushing throughout the last now going on six years inside of this business? Yeah, for sure. So I gave it a year when I started, I thought, well, I'll give it a year and see where it's at in a year. Um, and th thank God, literally thank God I did. So about six months in, I went to an event. And if you guys have been around long enough, you've been to events and I went to an event and Steve Holbrook spoke. And most of you guys obviously know who he is just crossed a million dollar. He's out of Calgary, Alberta. I'm out of Edmonton, Alberta. Anyway, he spoke at one of our events and he told his story of building a business and, you know, being sick and Crohn's disease and all the stuff. And I was like, wow, I need to build this thing. So that was April, 2016. Um, I also somehow got my first paycheck in April, 2016. So six months after I'd been in business, I finally got paid. I don't even know why, how I got paid. Cause I wasn't super coachable. <laughs> I really didn't get on appointments or do anything at the beginning. Like there was no way I was talking to my family and my friends, like no way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, then yeah, April, 2016, things changed. I heard the story got paid and I was all in, um, and I just, yeah, I was all in. There's no, there's no questions after that, as far as like, this was where I needed to be. And I planted my flag and I went to work. No, I love it. So you, you, you already put off so many, like you're the typical objection person that we have to deal with, right? Like 
skeptical. I think it's a scam. Um, I got to get licensed. I'm not coachable, (laughs) all these different things. (laughs) And so like, it seems like you, you start off and you had some of those challenges, but you didn't let it stop you. So I'm pretty sure for you, whenever you have those people that are skeptical and you're this, you can use, you know, a really good relation to that and be like, yeah, dude, that's how I was for damn sure. You know, when I first started, um, okay, awesome. (laughs) And now you're, um, you're, we just talked SMD, you're already a six figure earner, but crossing over into 250, probably in the next 30 to 45 days, really, um, with how this is looking. So that's awesome. But uh, so what are some of the things that you did to help first get you from starting off to crossing over 100,000 and getting your ring? Yeah, that's a great question. So I quit trucking um, in September 2016. So I really went from April to September, kind of part time. And then I went to Vegas convention, realized I needed to quit trucking. I needed to come full time and make this thing work. And uh, two weeks later, my dog got really sick. Things happened Mm. for us, not to us. My dog got really sick and I put her down on the road. And that's how I got out of trucking. Oh, wow. Hardest day of my life. But I knew that that was there for a reason. So I went from a six to $8,000 a month job to a 12 to $1,500 a month paycheck at WFG. And I knew I needed to hit my guys. If you're in the States, your SA promotion MD for us Canadians, I needed to hit that promotion. I needed that pay raise. And so we recruit our way to promotions. And so I just went to work. None of my friends and family were really that super supportive. So I just went out and started walking the streets and the malls and everything else. Um, and just got numbers, like a lot of numbers and recruited people hit MD December that year. And, you know, things kind of went along, but where things really started shifting is I made some shifts. So I was listening to a, a training by Greg Stranatka and he talks about something called the daily five. Yeah. And the daily five is for those of you who don't know, reading 10 pages from a good book, pre-planning your day, reading your goals out loud twice a day, uh, making your contacts, talking to people every day, and then being accountable to your leadership every day. And he talks about that. And I decided one day I was tired where I was at. I was working hard, but my results were not there. And I had people blowing by me. And I thought, well, this daily five thing, I don't know what it's about. Seems kind of dumb, but let's do it. And I decided at that point to become coachable. And I decided at that point to do my daily five. And I don't think I've missed a day in the last three years, whenever that was, that I made that decision. And I started doing that. Things went along fine. Um, and then of course I went through some health challenges, which I'm sure you'll touch on. And then I hit SMD two years after MD and hit hundred K nine months after that. And then the last year we've grown 167%. That's fucking amazing. So just so everyone else who watches this can understand while there's great people inside of WG, like, you know, what's the name? Mumbai. I can never say his name. Mumbo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I struggle He's a fucking monster. And he's been in the business less than less than less everyone. than four years. Like, yeah, like less than insane. four years. And he's probably gonna cross 2.5 by the end of the year with the way he's going, maybe hit three. And that's insane. And we, we, it's glad that we have that. We like, look, it is possible, but simultaneously we can't forget, hey, it took me a little while to to go and, and come full time, then in steps to hit MD, SMD, 100K, right? And, but look at the the progression so fast, 167% um, up already from, for, for 2020. And 
this year you're you're still flying we'll have a 300 percent we'll growth this year we're going to be a million point base shop yeah and that's phenomenal just by knowing what you can do right and you like the the daily five can you re uh say what you do for the five day or uh, the five yeah, class a day totally i love this stuff so daily five is read 10 pages from a good book every day do read your goals out loud twice a day so make sure they're wrote down um, do your context every day however many five to ten kind of minimum part-time to full-time um, and do your pre-planning every day. So you know what you're doing the next day, something I'm still working on a little bit and then be accountable to your leadership. So sending that message to your leadership that you did that every day and just letting them know what you did. And what I say on the 10 pages is if you're not where you want to be, then read more. I read yeah. 68 books last year. We're already on our fifth book this year. So if you're not happy, we're not happy where you want to be, read more. Yep. You know, with um, 75 hard, which we'll talk about in a minute, you know, it's, it kind of taps a little bit with the 10 pages at a minimum. Um, I can't just read 10 pages. I, I'm once people are like, I'm so slow, so slow at reading. When you read a lot, you can start like speed reading, right? Like we can, and, but not just reading to get books done. I want to read to comprehend and be able to like, I highlight shit all the time. I've got literally like books next to me everywhere. Cause if I'm bored, I'm going to pick up a damn book and, you know, start reading. Um, totally. Yeah, cool. that was such a great concept. Um, you know, read your way to success. Read more. If you're not where you want to be, read more. Uh, speaking of 75 hard, let's talk about that. What made you want to actually jump on the 75 hard train? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so 75 hard, obviously I'm an RTA with you and they talk about it all the time. It's like the in thing. That's what I felt like everyone's talking about it. And I just kept saying, Oh, I don't need to do that. You know, I'm super disciplined, which I am. I'm consistent. I'm all these things. And I just like, I don't need to do it. And then one day, one of my friends, uh, Carson, he's an RT too. And he said they were going to start it him and his girlfriend. And I said, Oh, he says, are you going to start it? I'm like, I don't need to, you know, with the MS cause I've MS. So with the MS, you know, it's just, it's just hard to do two 45 minute workouts. He's like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then went home and I was sitting outside and I was reading and I was like thinking to myself and I'm like, I started listening to my voice and I'm like, I'm giving myself a lot of excuses as to why I don't need to do this 75 hard. And so I thought, well, that's stupid enough with the excuses. All right, we're starting tomorrow. And um, that's why we started. I just realized I was giving a lot of excuses and we started the next day. <laughs> so the other, and you've completed it, right? Yeah. That's awesome. I um, completed it last year. I was about day 12 this year. Then I cracked my damn ribs. So I can't really, I know at the chiropractor at that too. they kind of fucked up and cracked ribs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I messed up, you know, <laughs> but uh, so, and then I, I had COVID before that when I was supposed to start on like January 4th. So I had like, it was bad. I was like, man, but what's crazy is between these spouts, I'm doing it and it's still keeping me heavily focused on everything, but I'm like, I'm going to finish this shit again. It's just, um, it's fun. It's fun beating the shit out of yourself for some reason. Um, <laughs> and you know how it is when you start getting in the latter part, you know, you hit the, at first it's a challenge, you hit a groove, then you hit that road bump then you hit another groove. And then like towards the latter part, you're like, I've got this and you just dominate it. Um, but there's one certain circumstance that makes your completing 75 hard, your overcoming a lot of challenges, multiple six figures, soon to be probably EMD CEO by the end of the year, 
crossing over 750 all the way up to a million i'm sure crushing it there's one certain circumstance that kind of makes it a little bit more difficult for you uh, so what is that circumstance <laughs> well i got diagnosed with ms in june 2019 so that pretty much changed my life yeah and for those that don't understand what ms is what does ms do essentially sure um, so MS is multiple sclerosis. So what it is, is it's an autoimmune disorder. So really what happens is the body attacks, you got nerves and there's a myelin sheath around the nerve and your body attacks the myelin sheath. And therefore you have a, a, a shortage in your nerve. So it's called a relapse. And then when you have a relapse, the myelin sheath doesn't grow back. They don't grow back. So yeah. once you've had a relapse, you're kind of there, wherever there is, um, by doctors standards to the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's a challenge. You know, um, if anybody's ever had nerve pain, nerve damage, um, now imagine that everywhere for the most part. And it just, I've never, it never goes it. away. Yeah. I've, I've never had to deal with it. Um, personally, I've had friends from the military that have suffered from it, um, terribly. And it's amazing to me that, almost coming on two years now when you were diagnosed with this just terrible disease you still buckled down and said fuck it i'm gonna go hard and i'm gonna make this shit happen right um and that that to me is what amazes me about you angela is like no matter what it was something so challenging that's why i, I can you know compared you and holbrook because I'm like, those are, you know, you're both two people. I heard Holbrook too in 2015 when he spoke at convention and yeah, like he's amazing. He's one of my favorite speakers to listen to. So mm -hmm. when I was watching your story on social media of how you're pushing through it and I kept seeing life with MS and I was like, holy shit. I was like, she has MS too. And she's still doing it. And it kind of like, anytime I had some petty ass excuse of cracked rib of why I can't do it. I'm like, fuck, Angela was doing it. What is my problem? Right. <laughs> You know, we try, we obviously try not to compare, but you're, you're honestly one of the biggest inspirations of someone who I just happen, you know, happenstance to Arte to run into. Um, but it, it's amazing, you know? Um, so what's, what's in store for you when it comes down to all these challenges, you know, you got a lot of success going on. Um, what's in store, what's coming up for, for Angela, uh, in 2021. Um, well, 2021 where, um, business wise, we're going to be a million point base shop. Um, you know, I just want to prove it's possible, first of all. Yeah. And um, there's not a lot of, there's some, but there's not, a, out of our our team, our hierarchy, would I'd be the first female to hit it. Um, so that's kind of why I want to do it. And obviously the first female with, with a health challenge too. So, uh, but I want to throw out my team to win. You know, I want to promote some SNDs, which means, of course, we're going to be an EMD team and, um, you know, all of that stuff. But really it's all, it, it's all aside, aside as far as like just becoming the ultimate best version of myself and then helping my team and anyone I come in contact with become the ultimate best version of themselves um, while still as I'm learning, while still loving themselves for where they are. So being grateful where you are is something I'm working on while still striving to be better. And there's such a fine line. It's something I'm not got figured out, but we're working on. Yeah. And that's, that's a great takeaway too, is it doesn't matter how, you know, you do it, you're going to learn, you're going to progress, you're going to move forward no matter what, um, you know, cause everyone uh, like last year was tough for a lot of people in the year, you know, 
you overcame a lot of challenges in your first full year with, you know, MS and the diagnosis of that. And it just kind of shows that it's, it's really how you put your mind to it. You know, could you have sat back and been like, this is fucking terrible. Woe is me, pity party, you know, absolutely. But I mean, let's be real. A lot of people do that with a common cold, you know, men are the worst when they get cold, right? It's you said it. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm being real. Yeah. I had COVID, man. We were, we were getting moving and like moving furniture up the damn steps was killing me. And I was dying. You know, I thought I was laying on the couch, like, take me, Lord. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's, that, that's pretty phenomenal with it, you know, but uh, when it comes down to also with, with everything from not having family support, because a, a bunch of people uh, on this, on the, the, the stream that we're dealing with, they don't have family or friend support. Um, they're dealing with people that don't really like support anything they do. How can they overcome that? Or what are some tips that you have that can help them when they don't have support at all? Um, yeah, that's awesome. So number one is you really don't need support to win for yourself. So that's something I learned. And when you do start to win, you can buy support. So while my family wasn't necessarily super supportive, um, love my parents. They weren't, they weren't against it. They just weren't supportive, but you know, now they're supportive. Um, you know, I, I told them I can buy them a house now next year when they need to do that. You know, I'm sending them money for stuff. Like when you become that person, it doesn't really matter what anyone around you really says or thinks because you know that you are going to become that person in your family to be able to leave that legacy. And when your family needs you, you'll be able to help them, even if they didn't support you because support, who cares if they support you or they don't support you. What matters is if you support yourself and you work your hardest and do your best every day. And in our business, it's not a matter of if like this business is too good to lose, you can't lose at WFG. There is no way to lose it. There's no way to fail at WFG. You can quit. But there's yeah. no way to fail at this business. If you just talk to enough people and you'll find the people that want it. Maybe it's not your friends and family. That's fine. Find other people. Your friends and family will come around eventually. You know, I'm recruiting a lot of people right now that have been three to four years of follow-up, yeah. you know, but now, now I'm, they're like, wow, okay, let's come on board now. I'm like, perfect. Let's do this thing. Um, so that's okay. I mean, this business isn't made to be easy. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Nobody be making like, you know, it just wouldn't be as good as it is. Yeah. If everyone was doing it, it's made to be hard. It's made to see if you're made, if you're strong enough to be able to handle it and to be a leader and to step up in the world. And that's what I like about it. That excites me. Yeah. It's the challenge every day. You have to put in the work and continue putting in the work until you get a big enough business that, you know, yeah, you don't have to work as much, right? Like someone, I can't, I think it's Alec Chan. I think it was one of the people I talked to a while ago was that a lot of business at first will be work, 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 paid. Work, 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 paid. Eventually, work, work, paid. Work, work, paid. Then it'll be pay, 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 work, right? And it's like that's any business, you know. And oftentimes we get stuck within, and this is just a personal opinion. Having built, you know, a six-figure marketing agency, having ran WG, and just dealing with technology company and multiple businesses, a lot of times people will think that, well, I'm going to pay a hundred bucks and get a license, and I'm going to be in it. Now realizing that, yeah, this is an easier barrier to enter into, right? Especially with business. It's mm-hmm. cheap, simple, but people treat this business like a hundred dollar hobby versus mm-hmm. 
an actual business. And that's one of the biggest upsets to them is because they are like, wow, this isn't like my job. I actually have to put in the work and do it every day or else I don't get paid. And that's what the challenge is. So what was kind of like at that point where you're like, shit, I got to really put in the work for us. This isn't a seven, $8,000 a month truck drive. And this is like my thing. Like, what was that pivotal moment for you? So I, I've got to say, I was somewhat blessed. My parents run a business. And so I knew when I came in that this thing would take time. Yeah. I knew that it would just take a lot of work. And so I just put in everything I got right from the get go. Um, and I knew it would just take time, but if you treat it like a hobby, it pays you like a hobby. If yeah. it treats you like a business, you pay it like a business. So I treated it like I was $500,000 in debt right at the beginning. Like I had bought a McDonald's. Wow. And so I work like that. Like when I work, I mean, I'm still hustling. I believe work ethic is, is massively important in any business. And you've run a few, yeah. no business is different. What makes WFG awesome is it is really cheap to get into, but you got to work it like it's yeah. really expensive to get into. Um, and I was given a piece of advice right at the beginning. I was having issues taking of kind of like surrounding yourself with some people. I was having some issues with um, my team, with the people I was, my clients at chargebacks at all this stuff. And I was having issues. And someone said to me, who's, she's very wise. And she said to me, you recruit who you are and you attract mm. who you are. And uh, that was in my first year. I was still trucking. In fact, because I remember I was trucking through California and I was pretty pissed when I got that message. She's 10 years younger than me. I was like, you little, I was like, what the, yeah, there's a few words going on there. And, uh, and I was like, I was super pissed. And, but it made me think, you know, it's been four years since then or whatever. And I just really thought, and that's where things started to change because I realized if I'm complaining about who's around me, my family, my friends, those that not support me, all that stuff has nothing to do with them. Their view of me is just a reflection of them, but they're friends with me because I'm like them. So if I want better people in my life, I need to become a better version of myself. Mm. And that's where I became obsessed with the personal growth and the personal development and like got into Arte and did all of that stuff. And man, has it ever changed my life and the associations that I'm hanging out with? Yeah. Holy. Yeah. yeah the associations are, are amazing. How long have you been in Arte now? So this is third year. I was first year right okay. off the get go. So yeah, I just, uh, so same thing as everything else in my life. I saw an opportunity and cause of course we know Ed through uh, WFG and he sent out an email and said, there's this Arte group. And I'm like, that sounds fun. So I said, sign me up. <laughs> and, uh, they're like, what is it? I'm like, I don't know. Just don't sign know. me up. <laughs> sounds, sounds great. Um, that's kind of how I done a lot of my life. I've just kind of like, Oh, that sounds kind of cool. What's the worst that can yeah. happen. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> No, that's kind of, so yeah, I had the chance too. I got accepted into the first sec and second year and I let that identity of like, well, there's a lot of big ass people in this group. I don't know if I'm big enough to do there, but this fucking third year, I was like, you know what? I'm hitting roadblocks. And so I finally did it. And it's literally, I, I kicked my ass personally because I didn't make that decision three years ago or, you know, two and a half, whatever years ago. But yeah, for the people who are not in it, they absolutely just the value you get, you know, weekly mm -hmm. or, you know, even daily and some of the, the comments and stuff in the group is just phenomenal, you know, it is. Um, yeah. yeah, like you said, the association. So people who don't have the people in their lives, you have to sometimes pay to play to get close to associations and yep. get around people. And, you know, like you said, and I love it because I, I tell people this too, not that aggressively, but, um, you know, in my book, uh, I talk about like becoming a better version of yourself. 
and you have to, and every, and we continuously have to, we don't ever, yeah. like Ed says, and this really sticks with me where he's like, you know, when he, he dies and he, and he meets Jesus at the gates and he's being introduced to, you know, who he could have become. He wants to meet the a reflection of himself versus a stranger. And I was yeah. like, damn, that shit's deep, man. And I, I think yeah. I heard Greg or Jeff, um, Greg Cap or Jeff Levitan tell a story too, that you're being escorted, you know, down in heaven and they go like, you, it's a hallway and you see all these names on it. And eventually you get to your door and it opens up and it's all these gifts wrapped, like a house that's wrapped, a, a car that's wrapped, you know, or whatever you've ever dreamed of. And he's like, why are they all wrapped? He's like, these are all the gifts I had prepared for you, but you never were ready to receive them. And I'm like, damn, man, why you guys got to be aggressive like that? And like, but that's what that association is. People help you grow and they help you become better. Um, so I'm always going to tell people to be an RTA, especially at the beginning. It's the financial investment, first and foremost, is a tax write-off. So you're fine. Uh, but it's also a huge, just a huge boost, you know, to participate in that. And if you can't be an RTA, because I know some of the time, one of the things that I do think is awesome with WFG is you can reach out to any leadership pretty much anywhere. Yeah. And they will, if you are working your hardest, they see you. Correct. And I've reached out to so much leadership for coaching before I was doing anything and said, Hey, can you, can you mentor me? Can I have 15 minutes of your time, half an hour of your time? And people will do it for free yeah. in our business, which is crazy that we have such a, you know, I've started to look at the real world. I'm going to say, cause I was pretty naive. I feel like in the business world, but how much coaching and mentorship we have in our company, like it's crazy. Like, but we have to work for it. Like I know when someone reaches out, I look and see if they're working for it before I give them my time. Now, what do you check? You check their social medias or leaderboards and stuff like that. What do you look at? Social media. I ask them, I just ask them, Hey, what's been going on? Oh, you know, you know, I just kind of like started and you know, like three years ago. Okay. Where are you at? Oh, you know, I'm getting licensed. I'm like, okay, well, there you go. Like, there's our problem. Get licensed. You know, (laughs) whereas if they're like, you know, we're recruiting five or 10 people a month and I'm just not able to convert them into clients or I'm not, well, then that's more technical. I'm like, all right, you're doing the work. So, you know, sure. Let's see if I can hopefully provide some value and, and give some ideas and see what we can do to help kind of thing. So, and then obviously in the office, when we were back in the office days, you see, I even, even on zoom, you see it like in the team, you see who shows up, you see who's engaged, you see who's on the chat. Like even with my own team, I see who's on the chat. I see who's engaged. I see who's reaching out to me as a leadership or yep. who do I have to chase? Who am I the one texting and who's texting me? Who's the one calling me and saying, Hey, what about this? What about this? What about this? Or am I always saying, Hey, how's it going? Where are you? Which one am I going to spend more time with? Yeah. That's the accountability. So, and sometimes when we deal with people who are, are maybe dealing with leaders who are no longer doing that, right? They're not reaching out. Right. They're not, it's usually because they're, maybe they're not putting in the work. It doesn't typically have to do with like, I don't like you, but it may be just sometimes it's, I got to put my focus on got time. where people are at. Like, where's the business growth? Cause again, it's just business growth. You know, mm-hmm. we have to put in the work. Um, and sometimes people don't like that answer. They want everyone to be warm and fluffy and it just doesn't yep. work that way. So. Yeah. And if you try to blame your leadership for where you're at, 
that just doesn't work either because there's guys like Victor Wong, who's a half a million dollar earner. His dad started, didn't like the guy that recruited him. They, as a training associate, opened their own office and learned how to run WFG off um, YouTube. So, you know, if they can do that, you can yeah. do it. Like there's, there's nothing that stops anyone from winning in this business, but you, because yeah. everything in business is you. I don't always get along with my leadership, but I freaking respect him now. And I'm super coachable. Um, cause I find the things that I do like, not the things that I don't like. Yeah. Cause and if I, you just focus on the negative aspects of it, you're, you're never going to get anywhere. No, you're always picking your leadership apart. And then your team's going to pick you all apart. Whatever right. you say about your leadership is what your team's going to say about you. Yeah. As we're a reflection of what we're saying and what we're thinking. Like you said, yep. you recruit the people and you're, you are, you know, exactly who you are. Yeah. Um, a question that got brought up, there's a couple of them. Um, what are your three favorite personal development books? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, kind of it keeps, it keeps changing, of, right? It depends on my mood at the time. It really depends also what I'm reading. Like, oh, this one was fucking great. This is the I, best I, book I've ever read. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll give a couple. I try to give three. Um, and this is based on what I'd recommend. Maybe not my favorite, but highly recommended in multiple reading. How to Win Friends and Influence People. You've heard it before. Oh, yeah. Heard it again. Um, 177 mental toughness secrets by Steve Siebold. Great one. Super easy read. And he's an agent with us, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and then my third, Hmm. Well, there's a couple actually. So on my third one that has meant a lot to me, it's called the circle maker. It's by Mark Batterson. It's on the power of prayer. Um, that's a huge thing for me. That one's been probably my most impactful book in the last few years. Um, a leadership book, wooden on leadership by John Wooden. And um, Entrepreneur Roller Coaster is another really good one. So there's five books. <laughs> yeah, there's a few of them. I love like I love books. I've got yeah. Since we're just there's moving, so many gotta, good books. Yeah, no, yeah. I got to get a new bookshelf in my office out here. I've got two or three big ass boxes filled with books, and I keep buying more. I'll be you know how it is like on Arte. If someone was like, "Oh, read this it's book," it's a really or, good book. Buy yeah, it. I'm like, okay, yeah. sounds good. Like one that I got Same. a lot from was uh, Profit First um and how to like set your business up to profit and i was like i'm gonna implement that and since i did that it's been phenomenal um that's cool and that's just from a comment someone put or a post up there and i'm like well getting a lot of value from this group just from a damn book you know yeah but yeah um another question was new contacts per day what is your personal standard so interestingly enough i don't track contacts as much as i track dials I've been, a, I'm an activity girl. So when I track results, I have a harder time than when I track my activity. So I have, it's changed a little bit, obviously now, cause I'm running a lot more appointments in a day. Yeah. So I can't make as many calls. But if I look back over the last three years, um, I would make anywhere from probably a hundred, 120 to a hundred and uh, to 250 dials a week. And I would get anywhere from 14 to 25 to more new numbers a week. So I have over 5,000 new numbers in my phone um, from just face-to-face -face prospecting. Yeah. Really? And I would just make calls. So anywhere between 20 to 50 dials a day, six days a week. And that's kind of, and then I, but really what I did track, I guess, as far as activity was my appointment goal. So the next week I couldn't end up without less than 10 appointments. That was my standard for the longest time. And it's funny because it's just what well, it hasn't changed, but like by Friday, I'm looking at my next week and I have like 34 appointments booked and I'm like, 
Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're crushing that goal apparently. Yeah. Now. <laughs> but yeah, I tracked 10 appointments was really what I tracked for a minimum. So I remember making like $82 on a Sunday in order to wrap up my 10 appointments for the next week. So Got I became it. obsessed with that. And then so that, yeah, I could make sure that I always had 10 appointments because some will cancel, some will reschedule. Obviously yeah. you keep booking new ones, but like having a minimum of 10 new appointments every week was my goal for probably four years. And so the, it ultimately comes down to, to answer that question, there's no specific thing that you sit and count when it comes down to, oh, I'm going to make 15 contacts a day. It's I'm going to set minimum 10 appointments every week and have that ready. Yeah. And so, every day I better be booking something. Yeah. And so in order to hit that activity, which is a great way to actually look at things is you have to do whatever it takes. You have to make as many contacts, as many calls as it takes to book 10 plus appointments. Right. Now imagine everyone in the group, if you had that philosophy saying every fucking week, I'm going to have 10 appointments minimum. And that's the standard. How much more you'll know, talk to people, call people. You won't be afraid yeah. because you have that goal in your mind. Yeah. Um, and then you can't let yourself off the hook. No. Yeah. That's a huge one. It, like, and that's why a lot of resolutions fail, whether it's fitness, saving money, um, mm -hmm. anything is because they're like, Oh, it's just the, it's just one day. And then that one day turns into 10 damn years and then they can't realize what's happened. Um, mm -hmm. But when it, when it comes to now that in-person prospecting may be a little bit more challenging, what have you done social media wise and marketing wise to really put yourself out there more? Um, so individually reaching out to people, you know, just asking them in our business, Hey, do you keep your options open for more income? Like straight up or who do you know that does, you know, might be looking for more income um, is something that I do to run social media a lot. And that's where I get people off of all the different platforms because, well, most people keep their options open for more income, at least yeah. if you run the big enough numbers. Uh, so, and then obviously just being on there and figuring out what your brand is and then sticking with it, whatever it is. Like I know people in our industry that are phenomenal Instagram and they have this brand, whatever it is. And then I know people on Facebook that are phenomenal and they get lots of like leads off of there, but they're like, this is their image that's not my image. So I just wanted to make sure that my image is consistent and that I'd be putting on the same thing all the time. So I think that's a big thing. I'm not a marketing expert. You're the marketing expert. Um, but just being consistent and figuring out what your brand is so you can attract the people that you want into your business. And like I said, to me, it's just back to the law of attraction and just really becoming the person that you want to have on your team, for instance. Yeah, you said the, one, the one key word was consistency. I have a method that we, I call TTC method is trust, transparency, and consistency. People have mm. to trust you before they mm -hmm. ever come to you as a client or want to recruit you. You have to mm -hmm. be transparent as a person, which I think you emulate that extremely well with, with what you always discuss and how you're just recording videos and which just is stumbling around like a drunken sailor. Yeah, hey, that's the number one way. Imperfection. <laughs> people don't believe this, but imperfections will build trust. Like if you're- yeah. Like I have recorded content that I put out all the time. That's edited green screen captions. Then I have other shit where I'm just driving my car. Like, Hey guys, what's going on? Right. You know, and then the last part consistency is posting consistently and, and providing yeah. value and educating and empowering people. It's yeah. such a simple way to run a marketing strategy. Um, mm -hmm. With, with what you do uh, when it comes down to you talk about the DMS and stuff, are you just finding strangers on the internet and just like, Hey, can I, 
can I message you and, you know, creeping them out? Or is this kind of people that maybe have interacted with your content before or um, what's that kind of look like? Um, probably a little bit of both. So like I use LinkedIn a lot and that's just, I normally just talk to people that are looking for something. Yeah. Um, and then on Facebook, like they've, I just added, you know, I'm maxed out with friends or trying to switch over to Instagram, um, maxed out with friends on Facebook. So just, just messaging people randomly pretty much like, Hey, how's it been going since COVID? What's been going on? By the way, do you know anyone that's keeping their options open? You know, we were 167% last year. We're expanding. We're looking for some great people. And then obviously my storyline looks awesome. I'm traveling, yeah. I'm living the life, I'm having fun. So then they look at that because they're going to check out your profile and they're like, right. well, it looks pretty cool. I don't know what she's doing, which a lot of people say that to me. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Is this some kind of like MLM get rich quick scheme? I'm like, no, 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 it's nothing like that. We should chat. What's yourself? Yeah. And so then I just call throw that up, you're like, you know, because that, that objection can easily turn into a, a pissing contest and um, oh my God, no, no. Why would you say that? It's like, no, that's pretty fucking stupid. Give me your number. We'll talk. Yeah. You know, very direct. Um, yeah. Just, like, just direct on that. And then, like I said, it's just, just becoming that person, like making your Facebook. If you don't have that lifestyle, then like people that do and like have that on cook, what you like goes on your Facebook page. So then they're like, yeah. well, hey, who, who does he associate with? Who are those people? That looks cool. Or be like, man, I can't wait. This is going to happen for me next year. We're on pace for, you know, a quarter million. And we're on a pace, whatever you're on pace for, man. We're going to be quitting our job within this year. We're on pace to quit our job. Like people are like, wait, what are you doing? Yeah. Man, you can that, all be on pace to make 100K in 2021 if you work hard enough. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not really rocket science. Um, <laughs> someone broke it down. It's like, what, $279 a day is all you have to make to make six figures. And yeah. What, what can you do every day to make, make $279? That's a less than $50 a month term LB. Sell one of those a day. In our business, you recruit 10 people a month. You'll be a quarter million dollar earner in 18 months. That's all you got to focus on. Then focus on all that recruiting, the simple stuff. It's just recruiting. That's all it is. Yeah. Recruit and build. Recruit and then use the internal consumption to really fuel everything, to say the least, with everything else. That's how the system works. And that's the other, that's the thing that people have to understand too, with WG versus a business you're starting by yourself or whatever, the thing that you buy into is really the system. You know, there's already an established system that's produced out almost 200 seven figure earners, thousands and thousands of, of six and multiple six figure earners. The system's there. And I always like to say that the system works, you don't. So a lot of people hate when I say that, but it's true. If you were to work the system, you can do extremely well, you know? So um, yeah, there's some... two things. There's two things we can control. And they used to tell me this all the time is our attitude and our activity. So if your the, if your attitude is, is if your activity is great, which I always had really good activity, I didn't have a good attitude. Yeah. And then I started hearing that enough times that it finally freaking hit home. <laughs> then I was like, okay, I need to work on my attitude because I was like my activity, I'm working. Um, but my attitude sucked. So then I started working on both. And amazing when you work on both, things start to change. <laughs> yep. And I learned that from Greg Cap um, as well. And I told I tell people my personal life this because I get a lot of messages, I'm sure like you do, from people just saying, hey, thanks for your, your perseverance, your content. I've had two people tell me they didn't kill themselves because of my positivity. And that, that's a whole different realm. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, and I talked to them about that. Like you can control your activity and your, your attitude. 
And you're very right. You can have, um, cause I had this in 2018, a lot of great activity crushing it, but I had a, just a piss poor attitude. My life just felt unfulfilled, unaccomplished. And, you know, even though I was crushing everything, mm -hmm. um, then if you have a great attitude, but you have zero activity, you're going to be broke and happy as shit, you know, <laughs> and it doesn't yeah. being broke doesn't help anybody in your life accomplish anything. No, and that's, that's one of the biggest, biggest things I personally try to make more money is because what if something happens, you know, um, a little personal story about me. I was homeless six years ago um, before I got into WFG, but transitioning between firefighting into WG, I started when I was in WG, I um, even started an office paying 500 a month with Levitan and I would pay that uh, for the most part, some months that Jeff knew what was going on, but uh, I would literally sleep in the office. He didn't know that I was like in and out of having a house to, cause I was, you know, just getting divorced. I lost my you know, my kid was now not with me every day. I just went through a terrible time in 2015. Then I had um, six people, three of which I knew, um, one I deployed with that were killed in Afghanistan in December 2015 at like all six at the same time. And it was tough, right? And I would literally spend first part of 2016 drunk, um, pretty roughed up. And then I was trying to get my life back together. I didn't have a place to stay. So I bought a cot and I put it in my office and I would have to wake up every morning before Levitan got to the office and hide the cot, hide all my stuff. I had like a toiletries thing in my back of my car. I had a gym membership just to go work out and shower and they come to the office and I'd still usually beat Levitan there because I was always afraid they would open the door in the middle of the night to come in and get something. And I'm in my office sleeping, out sleeping, you know, and there's a big difference when you're like on a run and you're sleeping in your office that way. I was just living there and, um, you know, so that always terrified me. But what I noticed was once I started controlling the attitude, um, started being coachable and producing more activity, my life turned around, you know, very mm -hmm. quickly. Um, and it's always just a great feeling to look back. You know, now I just bought a house and at first they were like, um, you know, you're not going to have anything down for closing. You'll be good. Well, I changed lenders to get a better rate. And then they're like, Hey, you're going to need 5,500 bucks for closing. And this is the first time ever I was ever like, what's up? We got this. Let's go for it. And we closed, paid the check and still was able to buy furniture and shit for the house. Like no it's all because of that, <laughs> it's all because of changing the attitude, changing the activity. Yeah and put it in the damn work. Um, yep. and that's just what really makes things happen just so much more. And it's just fun. Now it's fun so knowing true. that I can overcome that shit. And still that's pretty it. cool. So, that's totally it. Yep. But, um, what are some last little nuggets you could give? If you have someone who's struggling in WG to get their business off the ground, whether they've been in here for five, 10 years, five months, what's a good piece of advice you can give them? This isn't about you. This is about everyone else. This business has never been about me. It's not, I'm not here for me. I'm here to change lives. You're here to change lives. You know, this opportunity was put in your life, whether it is for your family, whether it is for other people's family, whether it is, you know, for the families you help, the clients, the recruits, whatever it is, man, we're all put here on this earth for a purpose. And when our purpose is done, we're out. But until then, we should max out every day and be that freaking light because this world needs people like you to get out there and talk to everybody. We don't, we paid out three claims last year, man, everyone needs what we do. 
everyone needs what we do. They might not know it yet. That's okay. And you know, that's the client side on the recruiting side. Yeah. My critical illness claim paid me a hundred thousand dollars for MS. I'm a believer in what we do, but my critical illness claim didn't pay me 200,000 in growing income every year where this business is, where this business has changed my life is through the business. So like when you're recruiting people, like you need to have passion, you need to talk to people and you need to hear something I'm telling people. If you're not recruiting a lot of people, the only reason you're not is because you don't believe yet. And that's okay. By the way, it took me six months to really believe. So that's okay. But really think of why you're here and what this business could do for you. And once you plant your flag, your results are going to skyrocket. You have a mic near you. You can just drop that shit. That was great. <laughs> I think you're the first person, and I've been I've been around a lot of WFG conventions, a lot of WFG leadership. You're the first person who ever said this business is not about you. You know, it's about the people, and that's ultimately what's going to stop you from pushing forward. Is you have too much of you in the business. You care too much for you, and you're a living testimony that these products work. You've seen it firsthand with death claims. You've you've been able to help families with and set up and i'm sure that you know while it can't bring people back that peace of mind is phenomenal you know Mm -hmm. so that's amazing but um again angela i really appreciate your time i'm very excited for you for this year um if there's anything i help you and your team out with when it comes down to my expertise please do not hesitate to ask but um the team's gotten a lot of value from the people who are watching this and then the replay that will come up with people but again i really really appreciate your time Cool. Tell them they can reach out to me. I'm on Instagram um, at real Albert, at real Angela Bradford. I think. Yeah, that's what it is. Real Angela Bradford. Feel free to reach out. Definitely. I'm here to help. So is that your preferred network that you like to. That is. To yeah, we're trying to we're trying to convert. <laughs> yeah, it can be a little challenging switching platforms, but okay, awesome. I'll, um, I'm gonna search for you. Make sure that I get it uh, to them real quick. Um, but yeah, thanks so much. I really appreciate you being on here. Thanks for having me. All right. I'll talk to you later.